Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bullpen. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. With me as always, Thomas Chavaria. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting very close to the NFL draft. I cannot wait to see what this team is going to have to work with. It's really interesting. There's a lot of different ways they can go. We'll get into it. Like right now, how do you even know what they're going to do? I, I, You know, we talked about getting the quarterback and then in the, the 11th pick, getting a wide receiver. But there's two wide receivers I've read about recently in rumors. And that the Texans, this is first rumor I read, they're going to trade pick number 12, which we expect them to get a wide receiver, to Pittsburgh for Deontay Johnson who is a Pro Bowl-level player, 86 catches, 882 yards last year, 107 catches, and 1,161 yards in 2021 with eight touchdowns. What do you think about this if it actually came true? Because they, it's like they need a wide receiver, right? And this guy is proven at the NFL level that he can do it. And Or do you do you trade that pick, or do you just pick a, a an unproven wide receiver out of college the question really is is whether or not you feel comfortable paying that individual because i think he's due to be paid as opposed to drafting a guy and dealing with some of the growing pains and you don't know necessarily if he's going to be able to hack it at the nfl level there is a big jump there is a big difference in the wide receiver game there's normally a year where they they take kind of learning 
you know, the route tree on, on another level, a new offense, so, sort of like that. And then the following years when you really see wide receivers, you know, make a huge jump, the offense slows down for them, and the, the chemistry is built with the quarterback. It's an interesting rumor. I really don't think the Texans would do it for the simple fact that they didn't go out of their way to try to get one of these quarterbacks for fear that, I don't know if it's a fear is the right word, but just I just think they're they're trying to cultivate a good young group, teach young guys, bring them along, and then pay them when their time is due, as opposed to go out trade for a bunch of guys like Lamar Jackson, like Deontay Johnson, you know, sign a guy like Odell Beckham who recently got signed, and you know, just kind of throw a bunch of guys together. I think they want to start fresh, so I just can't see them trading. For a guy like Deontay Johnson, even though I think he's a phenomenal talent, uh, clearly two years ago, he burst onto the scene. The Pittsburgh Steelers had a ton of wide receivers, you know, and, and they've kind of thinned the herd a little bit. But now Deontay's due to receive, I, I believe that this is his last year before his, you know, rookie contract is up. So I can't see it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but I can't see it. All right, the other rumor about a wide receiver, I didn't write his name down, but it's Renfro from Oakland. Fan Hunter. Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Renfro. yes. I, it's like I didn't think I needed to write his name down, but now I can't. I could just couldn't get the first name. <laughs> but this guy is a fan favorite. This guy is. They have two of these guys. A slot receiver, so they have an abundance of slot receivers. And this is maybe why this was talked about. And they wanted to, the, the rumor is trading him to Houston for pick 73. But his price tag is $33 million. So I say there's no way they're going to do this. Because what I wanted to add to your, what you just said, is that wide receiver, these guys are talented. They can catch, they can run. And like you said, they just need one year to get the route running. I don't think this is a position that you trade a first-round pick for because these the, the, these guys are going to be good. If they're fast enough, if they can catch, they're going to be successful. I don't think there's any reason to trade your pick in the first round for a wide receiver. Especially not Hunter Renfro. I, 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 I get that on paper he looks great. I think schematically it it doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, uh John Mechie is on the mend, he's coming back. If you if you weren't watching him 2 years ago in college, the guy was phenomenal. If he doesn't get hurt going into uh I believe that was a national championship game, you know, his stock would have went through the roof. The Texans were fortunate to get him where they got him. <clears throat> so I just I I think he's your slot guy. Then they recently acquired uh, Schultz, the tight end, who's a very big-time pass-catching tight end. He's not a blocking tight end. So you already have your guys up the middle. I think what the Texans are really searching for, and and it's really going to be interesting to see what they do, is an outside guy. They went out and got Robert Woods. Uh, love him, but I think his best days are kind of behind him. So you've got Nico Collins, who... Young guy, he's been in the system for a few years, but he's had a bunch of different quarterbacks, so he hasn't had the time to gel with a quarterback. 
he showed promise on the outside, but you need another outside guy on the other side. I think that's really what they're trying to find. And the two guys that are in the draft that, that are projected at 12, uh, Quentin Johnson out of TCU looks the part, um, but he's still got some growing to do. And then in Jigba out of Ohio State, he's more of a slot guy, I think, even though he's got the talent to warrant drafting number 12, like he's projected there a lot, but it just schematically doesn't fit. So I don't really know what they're going to do at wide receiver. Maybe they go back a little bit. There's some other guys in the draft that I think can fit that mold of a guy that they want that they can get in the second, third round. All right, folks, that was rumors here on the bullpen on the fans first sports network. Forgot to say that at the beginning, but these guys are treating us really good. I like it. Um, the Texans signed Denzel Perryman, linebacker from the Raiders. What do you think about this? I think it's a great pickup. It's a one-year deal, I believe. It's something that I think he needed because he's coming off an of injury. When he's healthy, he's amazing. Can he stay healthy is, is the key. I think this was a buy-low type move. If he fits, if he plays well, they can resign him. If not... You move on to bigger and better things. The guy has flashed uh, in in a couple different defenses. Looked a lot like what D'Amico Ryan's likes to run. So I think linebacker for him is going to be very important. And he's a really good linebacker when he's healthy. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do with D'Amico Ryan's. All right. So I saw this mock draft. The guy's name is Chad Reuter, and he's a draft analyst for NFL. Now he made a mock draft based on team needs. Not really the best player available on team needs. But he had Panthers picking C.J. Stroud at number one and the Texans having Bryce Young at number two. What have you heard? I've only heard the Panthers want C.J. Stroud over and over. I haven't heard anything different. How about you? I keep hearing that it's a, they're torn inside their building. I have heard that the ownership loves what they see in Bryce Young, the leader. They're not worried about his his height or anything like that. But I think that the coach and the the coaching staff are big believers in C.J. Stroud. He fits the mold. He's more prototypically built, uh, dazzled in his pro day, dazzled at the combine, but lacks on the decision-making side. So that's where the that's where the tear is, right? One A, one B. Personally, everything that I've seen from D'Amico being interviewed to the GM being interviewed, they're very comfortable with either one of those guys. In the I, as the I am too. I am too. So D'Amico came out and he spoke, and it kind of like put put to bed, sort of. If you believe him, uh, the rumors of potentially taking Will Anderson with the number two pick going defense he really spoke highly about both quarterbacks and how both of them are very talented and they feel very good about whichever one they're able to get, bring them into this system and, and teaching them and grooming them. So I'd like to say that Bryce Young is the guy for the Texans, but I feel like when the, when the NBA draft was doing the same thing, the, the, the there was a very similar setup where, Jabari Smith was supposed to be the number one guy. 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 
and then draft night because the, uh, the the Rockets had the third pick, and everybody knew where the second pick was going because the the Thunder had already came out and said what they wanted. Draft night, Paolo Bancaro, number one pick, and it threw everybody for a loop because the Rockets were supposed to get Paolo Bancaro. So I can't I can't ever feel good about one of these one A one B type guys because as soon as I think I know, they draft the other way. So I am prepared emotionally to ride with with whichever guy they pick. So folks, you talking about the draft, we will try our best to give you some great uh draft coverage. One thing we'll do is we'll come on here and uh whoever they pick number 2, we'll come on, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about who they picked and whatever else we and then uh and then pick 11. But if you go Keep going with this mock draft. The Colts, he has them picking Anthony Richardson. And then number four, the Cardinals, Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher from Alabama. And number 12, is it 11 or 12? It's 12. I, I was going to let you go and then correct it at the end, but it's 12. Two and 12. I, th- I thought last time I said 12, you said it was 11. No, sir. 12, 12. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen because I said two and 12 and you corrected me. No, sir. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and listen. But I have 12. The Texans have the 12th pick. They have the Texans, and I would be okay with this. B. John Robinson running back from Texas. I would love it as a Longhorn fan. I would hate it as a Texan fan. As much as B. John is so great, super talented, can do it all, the last thing this team needs right now is a third string running back because that's where B. John would be for this team. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I will never, ever not tell you. Never, ever not. (laughs) That's how much I love B. John Robinson. He was awesome. At Texas, you just knew he had it. The it factor through the roof. The guy is box office, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say. He's going to be great for some team. He's going to be their number one quarterback or running back. I'm sorry. Number one running back, undisputed. And he's going to be a great people. People have him already as a Hall of Fame type running back. He hasn't carried the rock not one time. But I, I would never argue it against it. Just from watching him at UT, he's so talented. I really like the the backup running back for UT as a late pick for the Texans. In uh, uh, is it Roscoe Johnson? I believe. Yeah, he's he looks really good, and I think that's something they could do later in the draft. But I just can't see with all the holes that they have, needing a wide receiver, needing an edge rusher to take a running back at 12. I really feel like draft analysts would would absolutely murder the Texans for that because Bijan wouldn't see the field, in my opinion, based on the, the fact that they went out and spent money to go get a backup running back. All right. I guess the, I, I guess I don't know why this guy says the Texans need a running back. I don't know. Some of these but, analysts don't make any sense to me. Now, if you told me they traded the pick and somebody picked Bijan with the 12 pick, absolutely. For the Texans to pick it, I'm struggling with who they just signed at backup running back. He played for Buffalo, but there's no way they're taking a running back in the first two rounds now when they already answered that question. I, I just can't see it. Not when you have holes everywhere else. Center is another big hole. Like There's so many different ways they could go, which would make more sense schematically for the team than to draft a running back. It well, would be I'm, sexy. I'm 100% positive they're not going to pick that guy. They're not going to pick yeah. a running back. 
it doesn't make sense, but I just thought I'd share this with you because you're a big Longhorns fan. <laughs> well, you spoke about this already here in the NFL news here on the fans first sports network. Odell Beckham, one year, 18 million. And what do you think about this? The Jets general manager. I can't read my writing because I don't have my glasses on and it's dark in here. He said about Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be here. What do you think about that? I'm sorry. Who said that? It's Devin Singletary is the running back that went. I just looked it up. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Yeah, I had to have the name. It was driving me insane. They went out and paid this guy, and he's four, he averages four yards a carry. There's no way the Texans are going to end up with B. John Robinson, in my opinion. As much as I love him, as much as I would love for him to be a Texan, there, there's just two running backs already on the team. There's no way. They'll invest that kind of draft capital. I think it would That'd be, be awesome. But it would be. It would be. It'd be awesome to get him later in the in the draft, but I don't think right. he's going to last. It's, it's funny because there was a time that these awesome running backs got picked quick. And you spoke about it a few episodes ago when the Saints sold the farm. To get Ricky Williams, they they traded like six picks away. They didn't. They only had one pick. They traded every pick they had for one guy, and they didn't get to pick it. That's the only guy they got, and it, it didn't work out at all. Oh, but what I was saying, the Jets general manager, and I'm going to say Joe Douglas because that's what it looks like. On Aaron Rodgers, he said he's going to be here. I believe, based on the, uh, based you don't on think Aaron he's Rod- tired of wearing green. No, no. <laughs> I don't think he cares about the color. I, I I really don't. I think when Aaron Rodgers came out on um, what's that podcast? I'm drawing a blank. I'll think of it. But when he came, he personally came out and uh, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee. There it is. I'm sorry. He came out and said, "I'm going to the Jets. I've already told them. They know. They're just working out compensation." It would be foolish, in my opinion for Green Bay to not send him there based on the fact that he's already told the world that's where he's going. Mm-hmm. And the Jets have had like marching orders. They were trying to acquire talent based on what Aaron Rodgers' input is on the team. So I can't see a scenario in where he ends up anywhere else. Other he's kind of telling have- them who to get, right? Like, hey, Absolutely. we need this and get this. They're building a team around him already, and they don't even have him yet. There were rumors out there that he was naming Packers to go get. And and I I believe the Jets got uh, Alan Lazard. I I believe one of of his wide receivers. So it's it's like they're like building the team that he wants. So there's no way he goes anywhere else. And I think there would be more buzz because it's kind of put to bed. There would be more buzz in the league if he was even put remotely available to go anywhere else. It says the Jets are going to give them uh, draft picks, or Green Bay is going to give – no, the Jets are going to give Green Bay draft picks. And I didn't write them down because they're actually like fifth, sixth-round picks. I don't think they're very high. Uh, but our former Texan, DeAndre Hopkins, signed a two-year extension with the Cardinals, two years, 54 $0.5 million. Wish we still had that guy. You know, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I have his jersey in my closet. <laughs> However, the uh, the way this whole thing all unraveled, the way everything kind of went, 
I in look in hindsight, which is always 2020. I don't think the DeAndre Hopkins thing impacted the Texans nearly as much as they were crucified for it when he was traded. Did they not get enough for him? Absolutely. I think that 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 will go down as one of the worst trades in the history of NFL history. Period. However, when you look at the they were what they were able to do when they went out and got Brandon Cooks to replace him, the production has been the same for a fraction of the cost. So while DeAndre Hopkins, all world talent, he had some injuries. Uh, there was some dysfunction at the at, at the quarterback position with Kyler Murray, like all these things did not work in his favor. So he doesn't look nearly as accomplished as he should since he left the Texans. So do I think he's a great talent? Absolutely. Is he probably still going to make a highlight reel catch once or twice a season? Absolutely. Do I think that he would have been a bonus to have at a premium price tag now? Probably not. Especially with everything that went down with Deshaun Watson. I don't see any scenario where DeAndre Hopkins would have would have been like made this team marginally better and you would have been paying him tons of money. Like Arizona's invested a lot of money in this guy and And they invested they, more. And, and, well, yeah, and then what have they done? Where have they what have, what have, what has it proved what has it yielded? So they're still rebuilding as well. They have a high draft pick, you know, they were very bad last season. Yeah, so, they have the fourth pick. They're going to bolster their defense if if the first three guys pick uh, quarterbacks. Absolutely. Anthony Richardson jumps Will Levi. Is his name Levy? Levis. Levis. There you go. Yeah, uh, Richardson is 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 just a freak athlete. Yeah, he's super raw, uh, but he looks kind of Cam Newton esque, and. For a while, that guy was dominating the league with the oh, ability yeah. to move with his legs, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. the The one thing that everybody's saying that everybody's predicting about draft night is that it, it could be the wildest draft night for trades for for draft picks, probably in the history of the, of the draft. So that night is going to be a movie. Get your popcorn. I think there's going to be a lot of moving, shaking. I think the the twelfth pick. Could be had. I think the te- there's a potential for the Texas trade back there. I think guys are going to come up to get to three, four, five, six. So the end of the draft should be, or the end of the first round, I'm sorry, should be really exciting. There's a, got a lot of guys that are projected where teams could move to get them. We'll see. It's going to be exciting. And I'm so glad that I'll be able to watch it Thursday <laughs> night, April 27th. All right, now, folks, we are going to do our special segment called Touchdown or Turnover. If we agree with it, we will say touchdown. If we do not agree with it, we will say turnover. Number one, the overtime rules in college football. Touchdown col- or turnover. In college football. Yeah. I I like them. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a, it's a touchdown. I think it's it makes for more drama. I don't know that I would like them so much in the pro game, just because it seems like some of those games last a very long time. You see those guys go back and forth, and and you think about the pro game being even more talented. 
who knows how i mean it you see a lot of a lot of sports trying to condense the game make it shorter and i feel like the college rules give give you the opportunity to play for as long as you want so um yeah they'll have like six overtime six or seven exactly so so touchdown for the college rules probably turnover for you know uh, implying them to the nfl game oh yeah so yeah what 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 the best thing about it is it gives both teams an equal chance to win the guy that goes second has the greater advantage because they know what they need to do but if they both do the same thing the next round it switches and the other team has the advantage so overall for fairness it's good nfl they used to have any score the first team to score wins and they change that to if you kick a field goal the other team gets a chance to tie it up or score a touchdown so i think that's i actually think that's just as fair now if you look at it I agree. I think the NFL rules as they're currently constructed are probably the best for the NFL. I don't, I, like I said, I don't take anything away from the college game. I just think that those games are already uh, a little long on a Sunday and then you could get even longer on a Sunday where Saturday night college game play, play until 2 a.m. If you want to. Yeah. I mean, I like the rules too, but I'm just like you. I see touchdown. I like the rules, but turnover, bringing them to the NFL. No, I, I don't want them in the NFL. All right. Touchdown turnover, the XFL. The XFL or the, or, or the overtime rules or what? No, just overall. Oh, touchdown. I like it a lot. I, I think it's interesting. I love the gimmicks. I love that you're never out of a game. There's so many different ways to get back into a football game. So often you see some of these games where in the NFL team just goes bananas in the first half. And then, you know, now you, now you spend like two quarters just kind of playing out the string. The one thing I'll say about the XFL games that I've watched, there's been some epic comebacks that have happened at the end of games. And it, it just, it, it never, you're never, the, the way they advertise it is you're never out of a game and it's proven it out so far where a team can score, you know, 12 points in two minutes in the fourth quarter, where normally that's not going to happen. You're you're just going to, you're going to get your one touchdown. They're going to just kind of sit on it. The fact that you can play a fourth and 20 to get the ball back instead of kicking off, instead of kicking an onside kick. I think that's so much more uh, a possibility where an onside kick is like the lottery. I feel like, yeah. Every too much has to go right for you to have any kind of conviction. Fourth and twenty, though, teams get that all the time. I cannot answer that because I have not seen one. Hmm. But back in the old days, I think it was around two thousand when when they very first came out. I loved it. I thought it was very exciting, and I don't know the difference in the way it was before and now. But I know there was like no fair catches and there's just all these different rules. So I'll say, I don't know. But what do you think about this? This is the this is the other one. You, I've been seeing the commercials for it. USFL, real football. And I think that is a jab at the XFL's rules. I don't know that that's a good idea uh, personally to to take that because I feel like the XFL has always been like the little brother to the NFL. 
I'm sorry, the XFL. The USFL has always been the little brother. There's been guys that have, have made the jump. I like the fact that the XFL is acknowledging that they're not the NFL and just going, hey, we're not going to, we're going to try to get in the same boat with you. We're just going to do things differently. And all the things that they've done is stuff for fan engagement. And I think it's great. You you see a lot of the, uh, you see a lot of the gambling stuff on there, you know, uh, on the, on the bottom line, they're interviewing coaches, they're interviewing players. I love that they interview quarterbacks, you know, in between series say, okay, what happened? What's going on? You have so much more availability to the, these teams in the XFL. If the UFL wants to down that, it's probably going to look bad on them because they go back to more of a traditional style. And it's like, well, at that point, I'm just going to wait for the NFL season. I'm not going to worry too much about watching a watered down product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause, cause basically the best players are going to end up in the NFL. XFL's acknowledged that. Yeah. The USFL has kind of acknowledged that. That's so, the way that's the way I compare them, right? Thinking about the USFL coming. It's it's like the NFL is the elite players and they have their own rules. And then you have the XFL, who knows they're they're not as good, the players aren't as good. So they have to do something different to sell this product to you. And the USFL if it's the same as the NFL, you're going to be like, why am I watching this? Like these guys aren't even, you know, the, 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 these guys aren't very talented. It's the same thing that I can watch in the NFL. So what is the reason I want to watch this product? And not only that, the USFL, in my mind, made a, a, a horrible mistake in trying to compete with Major League Baseball. XFL said, we're not doing that. Their season, uh, I think the today was like the last game of the season, and then they start their playoffs. The USFL is fixing to kick off here in the next couple of weeks or whatever, and they're going to have a hard time trying to get people to go out and watch that when I'd rather be at an Astros baseball game. Yeah. So I'm definitely 100% because of all the stuff you said. I didn't know that XFL had all that stuff. So you but just overtime, tell me, you just tell me when they play, is- I'm going to watch it. I think their overtime is the best rules and we didn't get to it, but I think their overtime, if the NFL was going to change something, I love what the XFL is doing with their overtime. I think it's great. How many teams are in the XFL? Ooh, I think it's eight, eight. Yeah. How many make the playoffs? Four, four. Yeah. The championships. Two from each division. Yeah. Yeah. When is that? You should go. They play at the Alamo Dome. I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I can look it up. Yeah. So anyway, the next touchdown and turnover. So USFL for me is turnover. I'm not going to watch. I can tell you right now, it's not going to happen. I'm with you too. I can't, I can't see it. I, I don't know what the, the, the draw is personally. Yeah. I know they re they re uh revamped it, new uniform, stuff like that. But it would be like if they came up with the United States Baseball League and it's all these players that aren't even in the minor leagues and you just it it would be nuts. I wouldn't I wouldn't care about it at all. I'd rather watch professional softball. May, <laughs> May that's tough. May 13th for the uh XFL championship game. All right. Cuz I don't think I don't think the Brahmas are in the champion. I mean, the playoffs, right? They're not even any good. Um, 
So they were playing today. I think that uh, they were trying to get in. Um, I believe they played Houston, as a matter of fact. So Houston's one of the top teams. They won it last year or XFL the year before last. Juggernaut. They are. Roughnecks. The Roughnecks are very good. They're coached by uh, Bum Phillips. Or I'm sorry, Wade Phillips. Yes. Son of Bum Phillips. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, son of Bum. But uh, their defense is great. Uh, like I was saying, the overtime rules. So the XFL, the overtime rules are you, each team gets three, two point conversions and whoever scores the most two point conversions wins. And if they and, tie, they do it again. Uh, yes. That or goes just another death. two point. So, so you start with three of them and, and then, then you, whatever and you go yeah. one more at a time. Wow. Yeah. And I watched today because I sort of like I, college, but it just doesn't take as long. No, and it's a two-point conversion. They put you on the on the the two-yard line or whatever, or five-yard right. line or whatever. Yeah, and it's the two, yeah. And it's just like, all right, each of you get three swings at this. It's kind of like penalty kicks in soccer. And I was like, man, that's smart. That's so smart and different. There you go. <laughs> all right, so the next one is touchdown or turnover. You are going to watch every round of the NFL draft. Ooh, so it's really tough to watch the later rounds yeah because they just don't they just don't show it i mean you can go on nfl network and watch them pick uh i'll definitely watch the first two or three or whatever's televised thursday and friday i'll definitely watch those yeah same same um i do a lot of homework i nerd out on you know where the longhorns went where where some of the cougs went uh i'm a i'm a utsa roadrunner if one of those guys gets drafted i'm gonna be wondering where they went that kind of deal so all right, the last one. So I say I say turnover. I'm not going to watch every round. But uh, I probably would. I know I'm going to watch the first two. 1,000% one, 1, I'm going to watch round one, without a doubt. All right, so my last one is this. As you can see on the screen, Tom, but nobody can see it, I'm drinking Pure Life, Nestle Pure Life water. Touchdown or turnover, you can tell the difference in brands like this and Dasani and Sam's choice and whatever. I can't tell the difference, dude. They're all the same. Absolutely. A hundred percent touchdown. I can absolutely tell the difference. Aquafina tastes like there's plastic in it. Uh, Smart water seems like it's pretty clean. The next time you come to San Antonio, (laughs) I'm going to do the little cardboard box and I'm going to put all the different Water's in there, and you're going to do a test. See, now, I will tell you this. Will I get those right? No. Will I know that they're different? Yes. Hmm. Cause, because it's not like it's, it's not like Coke or Pepsi where you can where I can go, that's Coke and that's Pepsi. I'll but tell I, you this. I'll be though. able to tell you they're different, though. Yeah. If you handed me Coke the same three times and then oh, handed yeah. me Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Water's the same way. Water's the same way. So there's a water that I buy at HEB. Like on, on when I'm gonna go grocery shopping, I buy one larger bottle of water and I kind of use that at work as a water bottle. And I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> it must not be any good. <laughs> no, it is. But I don't do I don't buy it all the time. Sometimes I buy this other brand where they give fifty percent of the proceeds to uh veterans. So I don't always buy the same water, but there's one, the bottle is blue see-through and there's like a picture it seems like it's from 
I don't know, like Hawaii or somewhere like that, but it's good. I have one in there. I should go get it, but I don't have time. Yeah, yeah, no worries. But but my point is this. On those high-end waters, I might be going against what I just said, but I tasted that water. I'm like, wow, this is really good water. (laughs) So there you go. Maybe there is a difference. I know that that one thing that you can go YouTube that I did and later on I, I was blown away. The ones that are alkaline or whatever are supposed to be more balanced pH-wise. Those are not as accurate as they say they are. And then they actually took pH paper and checked them like four or five different alkaline waters. And I was just blown away how much they weren't what they said they were. Liars. All of them. All right, that's all I have. Tom, do you have any final thoughts on the uh, Houston Texans or NFL at large? I just, I mean, I just really can't wait for the draft. It's it's one of those things where we're trying to be patient, trying to read all the tea leaves. Every time D'Amico gets interviewed, you kind of want to hear what he has to say to see where he's going to go. Anytime any anybody that's going to be in a position to make NFL team moves speaks, I think a lot of the fans are really trying to pay attention, trying to understand where this thing's going because a lot of people predict that this draft is going to be really all over the place. So I'm excited for that. Really hoping the Texans kill it because this is the start of whatever they're going to be. In my opinion, D'Amico is the guy and they're going to build around him. So the faster they get that together, the faster we get meaningful playoff type football in Houston, which as much as the Astros have been so successful, and the the city has absolutely rallied around them, and they should. I think when football is good in Texas, football is king, no matter where you are. So if football is good in Houston, people are going to be out there watching watching the Texans tailgating their tail off, and I can't wait. My final thoughts are this: you could have a team as a as a fan of NFL. You could have a team that doesn't even have a pick in the first two rounds, and you're going to watch the draft. It's just that exciting as a as a football fan to watch. It's exciting to see, you know, like you like Texas. I like Oklahoma. I like to see where my guys go. You like to see where your guys go. You like to see where these prominent, you know, star players go. Even if they don't go to your team, it's still fun to watch. And my other thing I want to bring up is this. I find it amazing that the Texans were the second worst team in football last year. And they were one touchdown away from being the worst team and getting the first pick. And I don't re—I don't really remember have, being a fan of a team that are, is one of the worst teams in the league and be excited about the following year. It's just a really crazy thing. Yeah, football's great like that. You can turn it around real quick. All right, that's all we have here on the uh, bullpen here on the Fans First Sports Network. We'll see you next time on The Bullpen.